The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Start off a new year. It is. I'm I'm happy that we're going to be back to normal. I felt like, especially last week, Glenn Panuski. I want to thank him again for coming up with an idea that allowed me to take a week off. <laughs> Even if that idea was interviewing me, like that was totally his idea, and I've been so nervous about it. I keep asking Erica, like, um, "Did you listen to it?" She's like, "No, I haven't listened to it yet." I'm like, "Will you please listen to it and tell me if I sound like an idiot?" <laughs> Please. Now you know like, how everybody else feels. Right. That's how I felt. Yes. I was like, I just listen to it and please tell me I don't sound stupid being interviewed. Like I, And then she finally listened to it. She's like, you did fine, but you could be lying to me. I have absolutely no idea. That's the last episode. <laughs> so if you had the same kind of holidays that I had where you're kind of discombobulated and out of it, you can go back to the previous EP podcast and catch up on that one. Glenn Panuski, who works for The Village, also does the Candlelight Theater. He asked if he could interview me. And it's like a half-hour conversation with me trying not to sound like an idiot. Uh, Dan Maloney will definitely not sound like an idiot. He is on this program today. He is running for a spot as a judge. He filled in towards the end of somebody's term, and now he is running to be elected. Lives right around the corner. I'm curious about that. I'm also going to embarrass him and talk old high school basketball (laughs) with him because he is one of my top sports moments of all time. Really? Yes, he is. And so you're going to hear about that as well. The mayors as well. The mayor talks about that as he talked about it being one of his best sports moments, too. Oh, yeah. Now you see your intrigue. I know. You this is see my art, face. I should know this. This is the art of the plug. OK, because now you're intrigued to continue to listen in case you're not sure what I'm talking about. I mean, no offense. He just didn't look like that spectacular of a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? Before we go one moment further here in the EP podcast, we want to congratulate Evergreen Park's own Abby Murphy. She was part of the 2020 IIHF Under-18 Women's World Championship team, taking home the gold for the United States of America. And she wasn't just part of the team. She put home the first of only two goals that the U.S. scored in the gold medal game. An incredible accomplishment for Abby and all the young women on Team USA. I know she got back this weekend from Slovakia with her gold medal, her entire block, right here in Evergreen Park. The neighbors that watched her practice as a kid out in the driveway and in the street, working on her game, threw her a huge surprise party. I've been talking to her people, and by people, I mean her dad. We would love to have her on and hope to have her on very soon to talk about the experience. Either way, congrats to Abby and all of Team USA on a huge accomplishment. The EP Podcast rolls on. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com. You know what that music means. It's now time for your EP Word on the Street. Lots to tell you about in the new year. First off, you've heard of Comic-Con. You've heard of Science Fiction Fest. You've heard of Fantasy Fest. What about a Fantasy Fest? The Village of Evergreen Park is having their first annual Fantasy Fest, brought to you by the EP Recreation Department. Mark your calendars now, Saturday, February 22nd. Genre artists and vendors, cosplay, film screenings, Dungeons & Dragons, and so much more. 
celebrating multi-genre pop culture and entertainment right here in the EP. More details about this are set to be released soon. When they are, we will tell you about it right here on the EP Podcast. The Senior Advisory Group is meeting over at the library Tuesday, January 7th at 11 a.m. And also, do not forget, St. Bernadette is having their trivia contest this Saturday, January the 11th, O'Brien Hall, 9315 South Francisco. Doors open at 6, contest at 7, 150 bucks per table with a six-person minimum. BYOB and snacks. Call 708-422-8995 and get in on it. That's your EP Word on the Street. I'm fat and I hate myself. Okay. No, I, I am fat and I hate myself. Why the, do the you hell? hate yourself? That's, that's not a good way to start off the year. I'm not a body positive person. I know that that's the thing for 2020 You've been doing is be keto. body positive. I know. And then I got off of keto because Erica makes cookies. Oh, blame it on Erica. Pretzels. Sure. No, I don't blame her for it. <laughs> But I went from somebody who wasn't eating any carbs to just like nonstop carbs. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to eat cookies and I'm going to drink beer and if I'm going to drink beer, then I'm going to drink the best beer and I'm going to drink the craftiest beers and the thickest beers. And then I'm going to have this bread and I'm going to have this roll and I'm going to have this. And how have you been feeling? I feel myself going just like expanding. And how have you felt these past few days? Run down. Yeah. Like, honest to goodness, like the entire holidays, like even though it's been fun with the parties, I'm done with the parties. Yeah. Because basically, if you think about it, it was two weeks of partying. Mm -hmm. It was it was. It was the time for the last two weeks that I believe that most adults are reminded they could never go back to college because they would die. They could never go back to those or whatever years that it was when you did the most partying in your life. That's what the holidays are. It's that reminder of, yeah, you couldn't do this every day. You would die. You because would it was, die. Because it was like we went out for a party the eve of Christmas Eve. We had a Christmas Eve party. Then we partied on Christmas. Then the day after that, I took the kids to Great Wolf Lodge up in Wisconsin. Oh, Dells. Nice. It was part of their Christmas gift, which is another reason why we did the show that we did last week, because I wasn't even in town. It was like holidays and out of town. So, you know, we we run off and do that. I take them to Great Wolf Lodge. It's like one of these places, if you've never been there, they have like water slides throughout the it's all indoors. They have like playgrounds where the kids can kind of like, it's always water. There's water falling everywhere. Yeah. Plus there's food. It's all attached to the hotel and there's a bar in there. Okay, so, I was waiting for you to get right, to the Right. So dad's part. like, okay, I'm going to have, <laughs> I'm going to have some spotted cow, which you can only get in Wisconsin. And I'm going to sit there and watch the kids run around and every once in a while I'll jump on a water slide, you know, and that, that's what I did. It's great people watching. Mm-hmm. There are some ugly people at those things. <laughs> <laughs> But you weren't one of them. I'm ugly, too. No, I'm putting myself in that category. There's a lot of ugly, out of shape people. I'm one of them. Okay? It's amazing. Like, the the choices that some people make with their tattoos. Like, I have no problem with tattoos. I, I don't have any personally, but some of them are works of art. Somebody will make, like, a sleeve, and it's, like, really intricate. And they so really which ones think are the bad it. decisions? The bad decisions are, like, the person that has, like, Mickey Mouse on one thigh and then, like, a star on the other thigh. <laughs> And there are different sizes that are not even symmetrical because like they were both bad decisions on nights when they had too much to drink 30 years ago. <laughs> and now they're mouse. old and they're still on their thighs. Like the things that don't match up, the weird tattoos that you see on people at these things. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be like, ah, it's a good tat. Oh, that's really cool. What was that person thinking? Like, and I just sat around the entire time and watched the kids swim and judged people. That's what there I did. There you go. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. And now I'm judging myself because I am fat. I am... <laughs> Really fat. I want to go to core with you. Can and I go to core fitness with oh, you? Core, core fitness and physical therapy. <laughs> core will fix you. Will core fix me? <laughs> yes. Did you take time off from core over the holidays? Well, obviously, because I was in Louisiana for you know about a week. But my first class back at core. Oh my god, it was. It hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
like just one was it week. because you went back and tried to do like the really intense stuff that you well, were I doing did a class i had never before? taken before okay just because you know i was home on a whatever day it was tuesday or whatever it was i was home during the day on a tuesday so i said i'm gonna take one of these daytime classes that i otherwise am not able to take so i went to the bar fusion i'm thinking all right i can do this you know it's a little bit of ballet bar and maybe some pilates mixed in with it we had to lay down on a foam roller you know lay our spine along the foam roller so i'm thinking all right this is cool this is different the instructor's like all right now put your legs up in tabletop and pick your arms up and where did i go i just just went right over <laughs> so you know right. trying to be slick i'm gonna have back. to work my way up is what yeah. i think i'm gonna have to do if i start hanging out there but erica's been telling me she's like we're going back on keto. Like today's day one. Okay. As you're listening to the show, this is day one, me back on the keto. Because I had so much more energy. Like when I cut all the carbs and, and stuff like that, I, I really did get a lot more energy. I, I start doing more stuff. But she's got 10 times the energy in me because she's going to core fitness. So she loves doing the classes. She did like three of them over they the weekend here. They kickstart your metabolism. She jumped right. So I, I'm, I want to be dragged along if you think that it will work they for They are her. starting some men's only classes. Girls, right? No, I they're mean, starting like, some men's only right, classes. I'm not going to be like the only guy there, right? It's a, no, but it has been classes where it's, you know, they, one they, guy. Is the co-eds ones, the, but they're doing some men's only classes too, you're yes, telling me? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go give it a, give it a shot. Okay? Ab- do the reformer. I want people to come with me. Guys, if there's <laughs> anybody else out there that feels fat or girls, but mainly Fat guys like myself. That'll if you'd like fun. to join me, uh, 2940 95th Street in Evergreen Park. It's right over near uh, Little Company of Mary. 2940 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Core Fitness and Physical Therapy. Give them a call, 708-422-0990. If you are interested in some lessons, they also do evaluations on whether or not you may need some physical therapy because my Achilles has been driving me nuts. So I'm doing both. I'm going to go in and be like, check out my Achilles and then tell me what to do so I don't feel so blah. So that's kind of, that's my that's my January resolution. And if anybody goes in start. there, mention that you heard on the EP podcast because I know they're giving away some cool stuff. Yes. Everybody gets something when they walk in the core if they mention the EP podcast. So make sure that you do that. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, a new year is upon us once again. And I take a look back at last year and see how I've been. I made a few mistakes. Here and there, and though it seems like I don't care, but I won't be doing the same things I did back then. Gonna run a mile a day at the gym. Gonna do my best so I don't sin. Gonna put down the tobacco. Gonna do some more sit-ups. And I'll get to it right after this smoke, right after this smoke, and this beer, and this shot of old granddad. And I'll get to it right after this smoke. Gonna donate some more money to charity. And I don't mean that cross-eyed blonde stripper at the bar gonna save the whales and save the pandas and stop littering but i'll get to that right after this smoke right after this smoke and this beer i'm placing bets on the special olympics i'll get to it 
right after this smoke right after this smoke and this beer i hope i make it to next year but the devil can take me down till i finish this smoke and this beer and this shot and oh is that a is that a car bomb i'll take one of those and uh give me that uh oh vodka vodka that's what i need vodka oh give me some mcdonald's while you're out maybe some burger king and uh yeah why not you know I'll go up the stairs if I need to go upstairs, but it's only for another beer. Church? Yeah, look for me through the windows. I'll be outside. Right after this smoke. Maybe next year. Sometimes I have to go searching for a guest and they come from a far off land. We've had people call in from California. We've had people call in from New York. We have people all over Evergreen. And then I got a guy who can just walk down here from his house. He's right around the corner. Dan Maloney, how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Good to have you on, buddy. Uh, I've been I've been wanting to have you on for a couple of different reasons. Um, you came up in the conversation with the mayor last month. It was the only <laughs> high school game I seen where they were scalping tickets. They were getting like a hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah, that was. That, I remember showing up for that thing. That so that I was, was thinking about not going in and getting a hundred bucks. <laughs> but I Wouldn't didn't think the best. I didn't think I didn't think Jimmy would ever forgive me, or better yet, his mother wouldn't forgive me. <laughs> D- Judge Danny Maloney. I know was the one that made this shot after that block, a three-pointer. I couldn't believe when he pulled up for the three. I sat there and I thought to myself, like I remember in real time as, a sta- as somebody in the stands thinking, well, we're tied. Like that was the first thing I thought, like what a long-range shot, but he just must have just felt it. Like he, he just might, he, he just set up and felt what he He, he might have heard me yelling from the 20th row, shoot it, shoot it, <laughs> shoot the goddamn thing. Uh, I mean, Mr. Sexton's always so reserved and you, you never know he was at the game. So I don't know that that would be out of character for him, but, but uh, that may have, that may have been how it went down. <laughs> um, but the other thing I, I, I want to ask you a little bit as well, because you're, you're, you're running for a, a a renewal of a judgeship position, correct? Correct. So I, I was appointed by the Illinois Supreme Court in February um, of 2019 to finish a vacancy of a, a retired judge. And uh, so now I'm running in the March primary to keep my position. And that's sub-circuit three? Is that what you said it was? Correct. The third sub-circuit, which consists of Evergreen, most of Oak Lawn, Hometown, Burbank, and then the parts of the city are basically the 19th Ward, Beverly, Mount Greenwood, um, the 18th Ward, part of the 17th Ward, 13th and 23rd right. so it kind of goes from south here up down up pulaski and um to basically the the um to 55 i'm going to ask you a couple questions about that here in a second sure. because i def- i'm definitely curious about some of that stuff but before we get into any of that uh if you don't mind telling me how you have children right i do how, how old are they they are uh, 13 and 11. Wow. Okay. So I have a 14 and an 11 about to turn 12. So we're at about the same age yes. is what we have our children at right now. Um, are you ready to kill yours? Because I'm ready to kill mine. <laughs> like the well, day this show comes out, school's back in session here in this house. And I know that as this show is playing for all of you out there in Evergreen Park, it is the most relaxing day I've had in two weeks. I mean, they're killing me. Are they killing you in your house? Everyone's getting a little cagey. That's, yeah. you know, luckily, thank goodness the weather's been good. Yeah, they can get them out of the house. going outside has been an option, you know, so... Well, um, the older one got out of the house. The problem is that the younger one, I have, I also have a four-year-old, 
And he's just following his little brother around because he has nothing to do. And so, like, all I hear is just his bickering. I have the constant conversation of why are you bringing yourself down to the level of a four-year-old? And then looking at the four-year-old going, why do you keep antagonizing the guy that's three times your size? Right. It doesn't make any sense to you. That's just too much quality time (laughs) together. Too too much family time. I'm glad that we're all back. Okay, so you are running to be more permanent. Now, when, how often do you come up for election after so, so your you, terms? When you're elected, any judge that's elected, it's a six-year term. Okay. And then... Just like being in the Senate. It's like one of those things. Like right, except, except after six years, you only are voted on for retention. So you don't run in a contested race. Someone doesn't run against you. Okay. Um, the voters just say, yay or nay, should we retain these judges? So you'll see that every year on the, on the ballot, there will be... Uh, for retention, you know, roughly a third of the judges because you'll have, you know, anywhere from 70 to 90 judges at the end of your ballot where you just vote yay or nay to to retain the judge. Do you become a judge first and then end up in a position like you're in? Or were you an attorney who then was asked, like they decided we're going to make you a judge? How does right, that no, work? You have, you have to be um, an attorney is right. the minimum qualifications. And, and technically, the day you're an attorney, you can run and become a judge. Um most of the bar associations to find you qualified require at least 10, if not 15 years of experience. Yeah, it'd be a little weird if a guy was up there and he was a judge and it was like he'd never been in a courtroom. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so so you go through evaluation process right, and right. those types of things. So the thing is, like, if for some reason, God forbid, they said that, like, you didn't get retained. I don't know how often that actually happens in these things because I don't think most people know who their judges are. Right. Okay. Um, it's rare. It, it's a rare thing. Yes. So if then you would go back to being an attorney. That's how that works. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you'd finish your term um, and then and then you'd find a, a job as an attorney. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would that would kind of stink. I think once right. you become a judge, you really don't right. want to it's deal with the attorneys anymore. Right. It's usually the end game anymore. for most people. You know. <laughs> so is it like a big camp? Is it the same thing as like when you you know we see people that run for office and they're running against somebody else, so they do a lot of work on the whole thing. And you, on the other hand, like you're just kind of trying to remind people, like, hey, I'm not a bad guy. I didn't, I didn't screw anything up. You haven't seen me in the paper. Or you haven't, you haven't heard anything bad about me. Just please don't go in there and just vote no because you just decided to do it. Right. It's unique in that you're running on your strictly on your qualifications and not so much your record because we're not allowed to take positions on policy and things like that because right. because those issues might come before us as a judge. And so uh, so you're basically running on your resume and your relationships with people and, and how you treat people. Do you get like all kinds of different, I mean, like, is there specific cases that come in front of you or do you get everything from like a lawsuit to a murder? I mean, is it everything that, so you, that you, you, you can get? You can handle any of those. Any judge can handle any of those. They, they, is it like a random draw? No, or do they, they have they hangman to, judges that they're like, that guy, he's good at this. We're going to keep giving him those exactly. cases. Exactly. They okay. tend to um, to put people where their experience is. So, so mine's mainly in criminal, so I think that's the track I'll likely be on. Okay. Um, and there's other people. That's brutal. Who, who, that's got to be tough to listen to, all that stuff. It is. I mean, I was a 911 dispatcher, and I know that there's stuff that you always remember. You, you sitting around dealing with those cases, they can't, they can't be for the... Uh, People that don't have a you know a, a good stomach you know right. something that's got to be kind of difficult to deal with from no time and to time. it is is it's some of the the gruesome I mean I was a, a prosecutor for you know seventeen years and, and some of the some of the things you see and, and some of the things that you, cases you handle that you can't believe aren't front page news because they're so gruesome it's just, and, it, and it's like nobody knows about them that's the amazing things like the stuff that happens that never makes the news right you're always amazed like that should be like right on the front page or they like i would go home after something after working in the 911 center and i'd be like oh well, that's definitely gonna be on tv right. i guarantee there had to be helicopters over that 
and like nothing. Right. And I'm amazed by how much doesn't actually get out there. It's surprising to me. Right. And so, so as a new judge, I wouldn't, I wouldn't handle anything, any serious felony cases for a few years, at least, you know, you kind of like anything you progress to that level. Um, but it is interesting. I just had a training with statewide judges and they are the jack of all trades. They, they'll handle at 10 o'clock, they'll hear a motion on a murder case. And at 11 o'clock, they'll have a probate motion. And, and at 12 o'clock, they'll handle a medical malpractice case. So they, they kind of have to know everything. They don't really spe- have the luxury of specializing. How much is being a judge like what we see on TV? Because I know police officers say it's all that's not how it is. I laugh at the show nine one one. I go, that isn't how this works. No, it's and like, not. So, how, is there anything accurate? Are you just sitting in your judges' chambers having like really quick arguments with people, like it's an Aaron Sorkin movie, or is it is it pretty boring? No, it's it's not boring, but it's it's definitely fast paced, and it's it's the television and movie can't do justice to the volume of cases you handle. I mean, you you may it's not uncommon. I'm at the Markham Courthouse, which is probably the busiest courthouse in the county. You might have um, four or 500 cases up in a day in a, in a misdemeanor or traffic room. And so it, it's just it, rapid fire, and, and you'd have to be patient and try to give everyone their time. Um, you know, it's not the, you don't have the, you know, moments, um, you know, the Perry Mason moments that you see on TV necessarily. I mean, when you do have a jury trial, that that's kind of when everything slows down and the, that's, basically the highlight of the judicial system, I think, is, is when the, everything comes together. You have citizens brought in from the outside to, to handle cases um, and, and decide whether it's a civil case or a criminal case. Uh, you know, that's the most serious part, I would say, uh, of, the, of the justice system. But um, the day-to-day is, is, is very busy. Now, I'm going to swing back to something we started off with because I, always, I think this is very interesting. I mean, to me, it's very interesting. And you, you provided me one of my top 10 live sports moments that I ever witnessed in my life, okay? And it's the only one that isn't a college level or higher because I never got into high school or grammar school sports. Some guys can sit around and recite something that happened when they were in the seventh grade. I have no idea. I have no recollection of it right. whatsoever. But you played in the sectional championship, I want to say it was 94? Correct. Against uh, Mount Carmel. And you went up against a backcourt that was Donovan McNabb and Antoine Walker. Walker ends up making and losing about a hundred million dollars in his career. Cause I know that there was like some kind of like, like documentary on how he made a ton of money and lost it. Donovan McNabb went to like multiple. I don't think he, he went to all kinds of NFC championship. Right. Games, one I mean, Super Bowl. I think. One Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he has his big career and you play in this game. Do you ever think about that? Like, like you were in this game and at the last moment, I think it was the mayor's son, Jim Sexton Jr. Right. Tips away a ball, gets it to you. You have to make the decision as to what you're going to do, which would have, I would have freaked out. I would just drop the ball. I, could, I, I couldn't even handle that. And you set yourself up behind the three-point line and drain one where time expires before the ball hits the hoop. And I don't remember ever touching the stands on the way down because there was just a cascade of people that swarmed on a thing. Like, Do you ever think about that moment? How much does that pop up in your head? No, it comes up. You know, Does it embarrass you that somebody brings it up? Uh, not, not embarrassed, but... Okay. but it, um, it, it is fun to talk about, and it's kind of taken on a life of its own because of the success of oh, those two guys you now. mentioned. Yeah, it's, it, you know, yeah. because because um, you know, like you said, McNabb. I don't know if he was the MVP, but you know, you know, he played in the Super Bowl, and Antoine Walker won a college championship, and uh, um, NBA and he played for Celtics, and right. he had like a like a eighty million dollar deal on top of his rookie right. deal. I and mean, so that's it, was, it was just a, a a great game, and and what I do tell people though is we had a our team was loaded. 
You know, oh yeah, we, we had we had three Division Rico One players. Rico Hill, Britt Booker, I think we're both on that team, right? right? Rico they were Hill really was really good. Yeah, you know, he was the first player of the second round in the '98 NBA draft. J- Jimmy Sexton um, was a Division One basketball player. Britt Booker was a Division One. Let's basketball be honest, player. Dan. When you went to for the shot, I was like, why is this guy taking the last shot? Well, because. <laughs> A necessity. Let's be honest. Pat Richardson wasn't drawing the playoff for me, but there was one second left, so there wasn't. There wasn't a lot. No, no. We just all had to hold our breath and see what happened at right. that moment. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it happens, right? Right. And like, is it a blur? Do you remember certain things from that night? I know the bus almost got tipped over in the Brother Ice parking lot. Which yeah, had to no, it was a blur. I, I just remember um, after the game getting changed and and. Um, coach yelling at me because there were reporters that wanted to talk to me which had never happened they always just <laughs> talked to jimmy and rico and Britt. so uh so that was a new protocol um but it, it was just great for um you know at the time uh rice was kind of on the uptick and and, and had really struggled i think in sports especially against the rival schools yes. against against marist and um and carmel you know my four years at rice until basketball season i think we were 0 14 in in the um two major sports against them. Uh, and then so, so to beat a rival like, like Mount Carmel, um, who in, in another th- kind of uh, side story to that is another starter on their team was a kid named Jay Driscoll. Yes. He was a good friend of mine, was a great player. And, and he went to Brother Rice's freshman year, and we were best of friends. And then he left um, and went to Mount Carmel sophomore through senior year. And so going up against him, who... I played in his backyard against hundreds of times. It was, it was, the whole thing was a little bit surreal. That's, that's a, that's, you know, I love, I love the little extra background on that because, you right. know, I mean, even now, I mean, I just think that's kind of like a cool story to, to hear about. I'm done embarrassing you right. about the entire thing. I will say that Dan and I uh, play in a, a Wednesday night men's club basketball league, and he does his best to not embarrass me because he's one of the better guys on the floor, and I am the absolute worst. <laughs> I am the last draft pick every single year, and uh, and Dan is a very gracious ball player. Do you have any big events coming up for the uh, the retention? I don't want to call it election, but like anything. I'm sure you're doing things to remind people, like, hey, make sure you click, you know, retain. Right. Well, well, actually, I'm not in the retention pool this time. I'm, I have to win this time alone. Oh, you have to win but, this time. Okay. But so, a, as of this so click moment, to get him. Right. But as of this moment, um, no one had filed against me. Um, so I, I may be unopposed here, which would, nice. which would be... Nice. If you lose that, it's embarrassing. That, that would be That sweeps away all the coolness of hitting that shot. Exactly. If you lose a non-contested judgeship, man, that's, that's pretty bad. I agree. So let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> all right. Family of Donovan McNabb's rushing in the polls and just click anything but. They're right. like, you would write into Writing candidates. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan Maloney, I appreciate you coming down here. Great. Thanks for having me You're welcome anytime down here. All right. I appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for having me. The world is fast and busy. Sometimes you got to get down to your speed. And the place to lower your speed and relax in Evergreen Park is at the Red Palm. Maybe your speed is wine on a Wednesday with your friends for Wine Down Wednesday. Maybe turtle races and Queen of Hearts on Thursday nights is more your speed. Each and every night, though, at the Red Palm, you get a little island attitude at a local latitude. When you walk into the Red Palm, it's like walking into an island bar, but right in Evergreen Park. With a menu like no other created by Chef Mario and cooked in a beautiful wood fire oven. Unique tastes, comfort foods, and honestly, the best wings you're gonna find anywhere. Have a tropical drink, a craft beer, a glass of wine, or share a bucket of lights with your friends. Watch the game on one of the many flat screen TVs over the top of their bar or out on the patio. The Red Palm at 3020 West 95th Street. Island Attitude, 
local latitude. So Hannah, at the end of the year, I went through a bunch of things that we did on the EP podcast in 2019. What did you do, an audit? And I was just going, no, I was just kind of looking okay. through like what worked, what didn't work, what I like. Yeah, I was just kind of like reminiscing a little bit about yeah. 2019. And I realized that we used to do a segment at the beginning of the year that we don't do anymore. And so I don't know if we're going to bring it back all the time, but I was inspired to bring back What's going on at the EP library? Remember, this is what I used to sit around and make fun of them having pickle jarring classes. Well, we were going to put a viewing stand in the parking lot. (laughs) You can go learn about planning a funeral. Right, the the funeral planning one. I like that one, too. And the fairy party at the same time. Yes, there was a fairy party and a funeral planning thing going on at the same time. And I wanted, see, this is all coming back to me now. This is why this was pure gold. So I opened this up and I was looking at, first of all, they got something really cool that they got going on over there that I'm going to send my son out to go do because he's addicted to video games Okay. and he's got a Nintendo Switch. They went out and got a bunch of Nintendo Switch games now. So you could send your kid to the library to get them out of your hair if they've got one of these things (laughs) and then go over there and they can play them. But they also are doing a create your own video game thing for the Switch in January and February. You can learn how to code games. It's in the teen room. So if you have a teen, send them over there. Okay. That is really cool. That's kind of cool. Like when I was a kid. What kind of video game would you create? I, I don't know. It you would don't be. Know. I, I don't. I, how would I come up with that? You know. want me to be creative like right here on the spot? Right here on the spot. I'm not a creative what person. What was your favorite type of video game? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was your favorite type of video game? I always game? liked sports video games. All right. Because I was bad at sports. Okay. So whereas Danny Maloney could hit last second three point shots and win sectional championships, I uh, couldn't do that so i played it in video <laughs> games and then i felt good about myself that's what i did you beat everybody yes i was really good at those i beat all kinds of people i'd be naming the other players like maloney and then i would just be dunking on them like crazy <laughs> all right let's get over here what else they got going on here at the ep library that's coming oh do, do you like essential oils yes i do evergreen park resident bridget moore is going to be at the library on january 16th that's a week from this thursday There's a limit of 25 spaces at 6.30 p.m. where they will teach you how to use the essential oils and let you experience some of the oils, and you get to take home something called a sleep roller. I have no idea what that is. Do you know what that is? I do not know. Something like that, but they're doing that over there. Okay, now for the fun part. What I'm going to be doing at the EP library, because I always (laughs) find one thing in there. I'm like, yes, I want to go and do this. Lego car races. What? January the 27th at 3.30 in the afternoon on a Monday. Lego car races. Make a car out of Legos and then race it. There's not an age limit? Oh, come on! <laughs> Kindergarten through fifth grade? Really? Uh, I would have smoked everybody in that class. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nude is basement. Broadcast basement. The notice basement 
the broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.